welcome to season six of the Presently Engaged podcast. Here, you'll find short, friendly, Jesus-focused encouragement to live intentionally right where you are. I'm Mandy Pollock, and I'm really glad that you are here. In this episode, we will have a devotional thought sourced from life, then we'll end the podcast with a scripture reading. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version of a passage. This will give us the opportunity to center our minds on Jesus and our hearts on His Word, because lives will change as we engage with God's Word. Would you be willing to share this podcast with someone you think might be encouraged by it? Listen in, and then join me at presentlyengaged.com. I'm so grateful for your time and glad that you are here. In my young 20s, I roomed with a gal who became a dear friend. Much to my simple makeup-wearing self's amazement, Elizabeth actually had a makeup routine. One step in her routine always made me chuckle as we were putting our makeup on side-by-side in the mirror. She would take her blow dryer and direct the heat toward her eyelash curler and heat up her eyelash curler before using it every morning. She swore that it made her eyelashes stay curled longer. Since those days, I can't curl my own eyelashes without thinking of her. And since I'm thinking of her, I might as well pray. It became a precious time to send a quick prayer to Jesus, asking that he would bless her that day, fill her with himself, and send her a little something that let her know he was thinking of her. You will get a peek into my own style and routine when I say that I don't curl my own eyelashes every day. A few times a week, though, Elizabeth is prayed for. And then there is the dear friend who explored numerous Starbucks in the greater Virginia, D.C. area hunting for a set of the same four mugs because I loved the design so much. Years later, the set has remained intact and every morning that I pour my French press into one of them, Sarah is prayed for. Every day we have these moments and objects that remind us of another person. Use those reminders as triggers to pray for God's intervention and blessing. The push-ups remind me of my strong brother deployed with his family. The necklace prompts me to pray for my grandfather. The song brings to mind the dance party we had and inspires prayer for my fellow free spirit. The movie reference brings a smile and brings prayers for fellow world changers. There are random triggers too, the pair of blue jeans that leads to a prayer for a friend struggling with identity and worth, the flavor of peaches that causes prayer for the artist, the smell of enchiladas that causes intercession for the friend fighting an autoimmune disease. Are you blessed with strong memories? Are you confounded with haunting recollections? Hang a prayer on your experience. There is precedence for this in the world of behavioral economics, dubbed a behavioral association trigger or a habit cue. It is using one thing to inspire an action. For example, I wake up, fill up the kettle for a French press, grind beans, make coffee, and read my Bible. Waking up triggers making coffee, which prompts spending time with God before the house awakes. You can see why I like coffee. In another scenario, the kids finish with their afternoon resting and reading time, and we go outside. Here, the end of resting time sparks the desired action of spending time in the great outdoors. 
I've recently changed the place that I sit after the kids are in bed because I realized that sitting on the green couch in the kitchen in the evening triggers the habit of eating dark chocolate. Not a bad habit, but not one that I need every night. Now I'm working on forming the new habit of hot tea in a different space. When you have a strong memory that makes you think of someone every time you experience it, then use that to pray. Use the cues that naturally bombard you to ponder and pray, even while making sandwiches and organizing playdates and schooling and juggling work responsibilities and driving home after a long day, gearing up for an even longer evening. If two things are connected in your mind, then one can trigger or activate the other. This is one way that we can fulfill the exhortation found in Philippians 4.6, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let's use the sights, smells, smiles, and tears of today to jump into a state of prayer. Join me as we read Psalm chapter 40 together. This is the word of the Lord. To the choir master, a Psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Ha ha! Ha ha! But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God.
you may feel like your future holds far more question marks than exclamation points. Life Purpose Planning is a 10-lesson course that helps young people define and fulfill their individual God-given purpose and calling as they engage in life-changing service and prepare for world-changing impact. It's a tool for young world changers wondering, why am I here and what should I do about it? And it's a tool for parents and mentors who are looking for a way to intentionally pursue, understand, and support their high schooler or college students' dreams. Find out more at lifepurposeplanning.org and go change the world.